Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. We're struggling right I now. I just want everyone to know we had to record the intro like seven times. Literally. like I. Oh, my God. I think the first time we went over it, I was like, hello. I don't know. I'm it like, was just a word that you created. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be different, you know? Like, I don't know what to say. It was definitely different. I mean, we start the episode off like the same every episode. And so I'm like, what can I say? That's like, you know, unique. You have to spice it up a little bit. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. So we're struggling today. Also, I apologize if I sound a little bit off. I've been literally screaming all weekend. So that's why if I sound a little different. I love that though. You've had a, it sounds, no, it, what it points out is that this weekend has been fun for you. So It's been fun. Very exhausting. Yeah. I, I went out Friday and Saturday and in both situations we were in places where there was a lot going on, like a lot of people talking, loud music. So naturally you have to yell in order to be heard and have a conversation with people. So Yeah. My voice is definitely shot, and after today, after we film this, I'm not talking to anybody else for the rest of the day. Like, I'm done speaking. <laughs> no, I feel that. I'm done. I mean, you went out two nights in a row. I, like, I never go out, so it's always so, like, foreign to me. I always, I feel like I live vicariously through you. And you're like, I'm going out tonight, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, what are we doing? What's on the oh agenda? God. Yeah, it's been crazy lately. And I'm going out next week. So Alice is coming to visit next oh, week. Oh, fun. We're going out again. So that's cool. That, that'll be a funny, a, a separate story because there's a lot of funny I'm details about literally... that visit that I think would be. Hilarious. Oh, my God. I just remembered. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited so, to hear all about that. Stay tuned. Yeah. Make sure you keep watching. I want to say um, before we move on that uh, we've been getting a lot of great feedback from our last episode. And I feel like we've, we've, a lot of people resonated towards it. And I think the title is kind of what made people like want to click on it. So it's been like a really well-received episode. And and I think I've gotten a lot of like response, responses to um, the, you know, the episode. And I have some perfect comments that I want to read to you really quick because I think when you post a YouTube video, it's out of your hands completely with how people respond to, to your video. Right. So a lot of times if you post a YouTube video with the title, like is being trans contagious, people are going to click on it that maybe you wouldn't have expected to click on it. (laughs) And um, I think some of these are, are really funny. I, I I think my favorite comment is, y'all both have Adam's apples, and it just like well, just yeah, like babe. like um I'm sorry. What do you expect? <laughs> like why would you click on a, like a trans hosted podcast and feel the need to like attack us like that? Do you Did think I, ask I don't for know? You? <laughs> do you think I don't see it? Do you think we live every days of our life and and not think about it twenty four seven? We might be a little bit delusional, but there are certain things that we can accept. And that's one of them. But I'm really glad that they were able to point that out to us. Um, We have uh, less than 1% of the population is made up of orphans, yet 40% of trans kids are from this social group. 
my question is, what is the reason do you think? So we got attacked by this statistic that I was like, that's interesting. I'm going to look it up and I'm going to see if I can find whatever this guy is talking about. Nothing. Like literally there's no research or anything to back up whatever he's saying. I didn't even find an article close to see what he was referring Wait, to. Wait, so what is he even referring to? Trans orphans? Like He's saying, what is 40, saying? 40% of trans kids are orphans. And like okay. I looked at I was like, there's no way. So I looked it up. And like that's not true at all. Like I, I even like EBSCO hosted it. Like I was like seriously like digging yeah. through fucking like data and like I could not find and I because I love me some stats. I love me some data. And like I couldn't find it. So I'm like, um, share your sources, sir. You should respond. And say, can you send me the link? I, I really want to look into this. And then we can talk about it. But yeah, literally, I mean, I did. I actually messaged him and I was like, <laughs> I was like, please just share it to me because that's literally not true. Um, that's the thing with YouTube. It's like I've noticed some of like the shorts or just the entire videos that we upload. Sometimes it ends up on a weird part of YouTube that you just aren't expecting. And that's really just the nature of the site itself and why I genuinely hate YouTube comments. Like they're they're so random and out there and sometimes it's just like i don't know they like comment on things that we literally addressed or like say that we didn't talk about certain things when we literally did so it's like i don't know i feel like most people just watch 20 seconds of something and then come to their own conclusions and then make a comment it's kind of crazy because i mean this is really the only social media i feel like we get hate from because TikTok, I feel like people are pretty supportive. Our, our Instagram, even when we post reels, we don't get really much hate. But YouTube is like the Wild West. Like they they are out for blood. They are like, I see the specific title. I know what I'm clicking on and I'm gonna and I'm gonna attack them. And like, yeah, it's always it's always really funny though for me. Before I, I think because we have such a small audience on YouTube that I'm worried that like if someone's gonna read a hateful comment coming to our video they might be offended by it or they might have some preconceived notion about what our podcast is about. So like a part of me really just wants to delete it and like move on. But I think it's even funnier though, just to respond, just like be like, what, it, who hurt you? I think we should be responding. I'm going to start looking more into the YouTube comments and responding because I feel like we should. They, they're trying to engage in a dialogue with us. And the least that we could do is respond to them because they really do bring up some really interesting points. It's I, And it's like entertaining to talk about the comments because sometimes they're a little out there. One person commented, so who adopted whose way of talking? So evidently we both talk so I definitely ways. don't think we talk the same. I don't I don't think so either. We I literally like- do not speak the same. Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's like some phrases that we say that we think are funny, like slay or like, you know, yeah. pop culture things. But I feel like that's just like the nature of social media where people have the same slang terms. But I'm like, we don't sound similar at all, I don't think. Are they trying to infer that because we're both trans that we both have the same voice? That's a little weird. <laughs> um, that's a little transphobic. Very disrespectful, um, actually. Someone commented, uh, blokish more like it. And I thought that was really Not funny. <laughs> I was like, okay, trans audience like, okay, fan. Listen, we are a trans podcast. 
it's so funny to me that the comments are like trying to point out that we're trans. Like, we know, babe. We know. You like, don't have to tell us. That's the whole point it's, of it's the like show. It's like the most obvious thing that you could say. At least comment well, on like my hair or the fact that I have a ladder behind me in my living room. Like <laughs> something interesting, please. Like it doesn't what? have to be so obvious. I've been meaning to what is the ladder? Why? It's from my old position at work and they never like came to pick it up. So I just have a ladder sitting in my <laughs> I love it's really that aesthetic though. I'm gonna hang fairy lights on it. Have you ever, did you ever have to go on a roof with the ladder? I did. Oh my God. I can see you. Did you have a construction hat on? No, I didn't have to wear a hat. I probably should have though, considering my ass is clumsy. That's really funny. I can imagine. I have a ladder in my backyard. If anyone's wondering why there's a ladder just sitting there. (laughs) That's really funny. Cause I, I, yeah, it's been there the past, like, several episodes and i'm like hmm should i ask what that's about i pretend like she's not there honestly though when i went to visit you i didn't even see her so like i think it's fine okay (laughs) good i think it'll people just get used to it it's kind of the decor at this point yeah so youtube is unhinged (laughs) as always thanks for really confirming the reason why we stopped making youtube (laughs) literally like i mean we we do have a lot of support, though. Like, you know, people, there's comments saying best podcast, high key, oh my God. Um, our, our, our fave, um, who comments all the time on all of our things, who will probably be listening to them, <laughs> said, I love Olivia's smiles. This is my favorite podcast. It brights up, the, it lights up the entire room. Truly. Yeah, truly. Um, or someone said, um, Love you, girlies. Like we, we get good responses. People are kind. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this stuff. This video, I think, is like our highest viewed episode, and um. And so I, I was expecting these comments, and I was I wanted to read them to you because I thought they were just so like some of them were just unhinged, but it's really funny. That just means we're blowing up more. I know, right? We're, we're reaching broader and vaster For- audiences. We Reddit loves us. That's all it means. Honestly, yeah. I w- we were saying a couple of days ago, like if Reddit loves us, that's the only validation I need because I'm scared of Reddit. But it's yeah. so intimidating to me. I worry. I think Reddit has a rep of it being like a conservative, like ground, that's like so breeding ground, and so there's like a lot of like little subreddits that are like really scary. So I don't go on it often because I'm really afraid of like the community there as well. Like it just. Yeah. It just seems different than like the kind of people we are. But every time we post, everyone's like super normal and like super nice. And I'm like, okay, maybe we have like (laughs) the wrong idea. Yeah. Oh my God. So this is kind of related because I had a nightmare this morning. That's literally the reason I woke up. I woke up in fear of my life. So basically I was at the fair, which makes sense because I went to the fair last week. And someone comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder and I turn around and they're like, are you Gage from the Girlish Podcast? No. And I was like, yeah, I I am actually. I was like, how do you know that? And they were like, I actually listened to a recent episode that you did. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm, I'm glad that you listened to it. And it was like an older man. And he was like, there was this point in the podcast where you did a dramatic reading and the dramatic reading was my tweet 
And after he said that, this man kidnapped me. He picked me up what? in the middle. I don't know why nobody stopped him. What? He picked my ass up and started running through the fair with me on his shoulder. And he kidnapped me. And like as he was running through the crowds of people, I was screaming and kicking and I just woke up instantly. And I was like, I think we need to stop dramatic. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not going to stop. But I just thought it was funny because what if that happens? What if like, that's like it gets back to them? Yeah. That is But we don't say username. So like you really have to be very, very like in depth with your research to find it because I don't, we don't say who said it. Unless so. it's like a, a political figure, like a Ben Shapiro yeah. or something. But like, that is, that's interesting. So that's how I woke up this morning. But that's, that just goes to show how, how powerful uh, uh, dramatic reading is. So yeah. And the impact it definitely it caused a commotion. <laughs> I love the fact that he just picked you up. No, he picked my ass <laughs> up. You're threw coming me over with his me. shoulders. And no one did a thing. It was like, I was invisible and he, I was being kidnapped and nobody cared. Just transphobic. That is so transphobic. Yeah. I love so that, that he was does, like a like, fun way to wake up. But honestly, like maybe it was affirming. Like, he swept you up like a little girl. Like, you know what I mean? Oh my God. Yeah. It was kind of romantic. <laughs> like very gently and just whisked me away. And mm. You don't know where he was taking it you. That's great. I don't. Maybe he was taking me to go back on the zipper or to oh, buy truly. me like a hot dog. Have I'll you seen know. the black phone? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the vibe I'm getting where he took you. Literally, that's what I got from it because that guy just snatches people up in the middle of the open and walks away with them. Just locks them in, in his basement. That's really funny. <laughs> How yeah. unhinged. So that just goes to show what my brain is thinking when I'm asleep. <laughs> I love that you're dreaming about us, though. I like know this podcast was in is my like, dream. That's crazy. I wonder why you with your little Spotify tote bag you walk around with everyone. Oh no, that's probably why. Literally, <laughs> all you think about creator 20- day tote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all you think about every day is girlish because that's all that matters. I'm manifesting. Exactly, my full time job. So watch that happen one day. For someone, honestly, if you see us in public, just pick us up and take us. <laughs> just pick me up and carry me away. We won't be offended. That's the best way to compliment me. That's really funny, though. Like, I I don't think my dreams are always like super realistic, like like something that can actually happen, like like something like you're describing. So that's like my biggest fear is like seeing someone in public that like has watched us. And like wants to do something like is like not like a fan, like a a hater. And like that always worries me. Spooky. Yeah. So how have you been? Anything uh, new? What's the tea? So I want to say that this sh- podcast, this podcast makes me hate myself. <laughs> I feel like I, 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 we're just talking shit about girls right now. But like, so I have to edit this podcast and I edit like the clips and stuff and every time I watch myself, I'm like, wow, I fucking hate this about myself. I hate this about myself. So, cause I have to keep like watching it. Mm-hmm. And like, this is like a weekly thing. So, if I'm having a bad hair day, then like oh. for the entire week when I'm editing clips and uploading them, I have to look at my bad hair. So, when I'm editing and I'm doing a little editing, I like notice little quirks about myself. So, I have something called Dwayne syndrome where it like, 
I can't move my eye left. One eye stays because there's like a dead nerve or something. And I've talked about it in like YouTube videos in the past and stuff. But sometimes we'll get comments of people saying like, why is Olivia doing that thing with her eye or whatever? So that's why if you see it, sometimes when I'm like rolling my eyes, it does that. So if you see me doing that, that's why. But I have to like deal with that and like have people talk about that. Or I've been noticing like I have like a little like crooked tooth on the bottom of my teeth. And I'm like, I need braces now. So I have a scheduled appointment on Monday for a consultation for like clear liners because this podcast has made me hate myself. (laughs) That's a good point. Like, I mean, it's not a good point, but it's so true. Like sometimes I will open like the video portion and I see my hair is fucked up or I look a certain way and I immediately just go straight to audio. I don't even want to see the video. I just pretend like it didn't happen. Like that's, that's not what I looked like that day. Especially like last episode, um, I like had a little blue light on in the background and like the way it was illuminating my face and my bangs were super straight, like, cause I had just like washed them. So they hadn't like really curled well. I just like felt like I looked ugly. My Also my bangs are growing out and I really need a haircut and I have one scheduled, but like, I just like, yeah, I have to look at myself for a whole week uploading, po- posting these videos everywhere. And like, I do not. And we had like that funny cracker barrel moment. And, like, I wanted to share it, but I'm, like, I look so bad. So that's you, kind of I, I want everyone to really just listen to what we're saying and understand <laughs> what you've put us through. The amount of people that have told us that we need to film this podcast <laughs> and have a video version. Well, are you happy now? Are you happy listening to what it's doing to us? It's literally, you're ruining my life. <laughs> By this bitch is me- getting braces. I'm getting braces. It's because of <laughs> because of this. But literally, I want like clear liners. And I, it sucks because like there's a million things. I'm like, I need a nose. Now I want a nose job. Emily and I are talking about like what surgeons we can go to to get like facial reconstruction and shit done. Because oh. she also wants a nose job. So I'm like, well, like maybe I could do this and like maybe it'll make me feel better. And like truly like I'm so unhinged right now. I need something to change. And honestly, it's not a bad thing either. Like we, I feel like most people don't really look at themselves as much as we probably do just because we film ourselves talking. So you really do get to see what you look like. And if there's certain things that you want to change, that's perfectly fine. But it's also like a little rough to have to look at yourself constantly Mm -hmm. doing things. So So. I feel that. (laughs) Catch me next episode with a brand new face. You just look completely different. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) I want that to happen. I'm worried about getting surgery. I don't know if you felt this way when you were working and you got surgery. I don't know if you were worried that you would come back and everyone would notice like the changes. Literally my worst nightmare. Like I'm I'm so happy nobody did. Like I had a a boob job scheduled before I was in my car accident and I had to like not cancel it. But like – I was so worried. I was going to show up to work with like the biggest tits and everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, are you wearing a bombshell bra from Victoria's Secret? I'm like, definitely. What's that's what on? it is. Oh my God. That's another thing too. I keep like, I don't know. I want every surgery and then I'm so scared. Like, it's I feel like, so overwhelming to like think about it. Yeah. I love gender dysphoria. Oh my God. Speaking of work. So 
I went skydiving a couple weeks ago. Oh my god! And I didn't really share. I don't think I told you this. Did I tell you this? Mm, What happened? I don't know. You didn't. Okay. So my manager was like, "I want to see some pictures of you skydiving." So I was like, "Okay, that's fine." And I didn't share really any photos besides one or two on my Instagram because they are treacherous, horrifying, horrific images because I'm flying towards earth, hurtling at a speed of 125 miles an hour. Obviously, I'm not going to look good. My cheeks are flopping in the wind. My hair is in my face, whatever the case may be. So I try and find the best of the best to send to her because I'm like, if my manager is going to see me skydiving, I want me to look somewhat presentable. So I show her and she's like, oh my God, these are so, these are so cool. I want to go skydiving. Can I share these with our team? And there are four other people on my team. So I'm like, fine. I don't care if these four other people on my team see me skydiving. That's perfectly fine. Turns out she shares the photos to my entire no. branch, my whole branch, everybody that works in my office. No. And it's so she shared it. We have like this community page that she shared it on. And then she also sent it out in an email and like sent it to literally everybody in her branch. So like 70 people. And all day on Friday, I was just getting emails from people in my branch saying, Wow, Gage, you're so brave for going skydiving. This looks so fun. Meanwhile, I literally look like a rat flying through the air. So, oh my god, that's yeah. the worst. And I haven't met most of my coworkers in person, obviously, because we work remote. So, anytime I pop up in a meeting or I'm mentioned, they will just see me with my cheeks blowing in the wind skydiving, which is really cool and fun. <laughs> I'm the skydiving I- girl. Um, I hate when like that happens. Like, oh my, I would kill myself. Honestly, <laughs> like I, I get it. Like, the ch- what was the point? Just to be like, my know. like our office is like super like fun. Like, 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 what was the point of like wanting to share it? <laughs> I can't just, give you an answer. I really just, can't. Like, like, look at this employee's. I guess she just wants to. I don't know. Maybe it's a way of like building a community and relating to each other. But I don't have to be the scapegoat for that, babe. You could have posted your own pictures, like what you did during the weekend, not me. I love that. So, yeah, that was fun. I want to see – I only know – I've only seen one picture. I may have seen two pictures. I I will send you some – I trust you. I know you're not going to look at me. Send them to me. I'm going to post them on my Instagram story. (laughs) I'm going to make this like a short and then just post them all over the short. I'm going to scream. But You'll have to find a new me. partner. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast has ended. Yeah. That kind of happened to me. I was – I posted about like when Girlish did this – our like stories for the Spotify thing. Whenever we like shared like a monumental like turning stone in our life. Do you remember that – what is it called? The – it was that little story thing that we did for Spotify. Um, um, I forgot what it was called. Yeah, it was just earlier this year. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but um, I uh, I think it was just called Storytellers or something like that. But Storytellers, we, that's what it was. Yeah, so I I posted on my LinkedIn because I was like, this is really cool, and it's like my LinkedIn, and like I guess I have people connected to it at my work, but like it was like under like 
you know, under my control. And I guess someone in my office, and I, I don't know, I hope they're not listening. If they are listening, I'm not mad. I just thought it was like alarming all at once. But she was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to take this video and then I'm going to write about it in the group chat, like in the whole like learning and development teams group chat saying congrats, Olivia, on um, on being on like Spotify's like story time playlist. Or she said something about like, congrats, Olivia, for like sharing your story. And then like, with no context. So like not even saying that it was a Spotify thing, like completely leaving it up to me to provide the additional information. Because everyone was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So then I was like, oh my God. So then I had to like talk about how like Spotify reached out to us and we did this. And then everyone wanted the link. And then so I had to fucking out myself to the entire (laughs) community or like to the entire like like whatever so i was like oh my god and then she messaged me afterwards she was like i hope that was okay that i posted and i was like yeah it was fine it's like you do kind of want to give a little bit of personality at work just to kind of connect to people a little bit better but at the same time you're my coworker. yeah you really don't need to know every single aspect of my life i'd like to keep some of that private unless right like i feel like there are certain relationships like you can get really close to a coworker, but in general i don't want my entire company to know my business i guess no one needs know. to know you went skydiving on your birthday literally like, like who- that's the last thing people need to <laughs> care about <laughs> but i guess my manager had different thoughts I, I love that though i love that we're just special, you know? People want to talk about us. We're so okay. interesting that people just want to share our story with others. We need to go skydiving together. You just, like, pass out in the middle I, of the air. I probably would, but I, I would do it over and you. you're just like... I've decided oh, I want to do it now. Really? Right now oh, in this God. instance. Yeah. Truthfully. Like, actually. Um, <laughs> we'll go. We will ha- record an episode while... Descending in the air. <laughs> Honest, I mean, I would do it. I would be really scared, but I would do it. Like, I like roller coasters. I get a little dizzy sometimes when I, like, get up too fast. <laughs> but, like, I think I, I could say, do it. You luck going on the zipper. The zipper gave me a bruise. I was not harmed whatsoever <laughs> when skydiving. How so. was the landing of skydiving? Like, did it hurt? They land for you, the person that you're oh, attached okay. to. And you just, you lift your legs up and they land for you. You don't have to oh, do anything. Fun. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. Oh my god. Wait, I die. I'm literally. <laughs> I'm dead. I fully can just see you unconscious in the air. Probably. I wonder if that happens to people if they. I just saw a pass video out. of somebody literally pass out, and then they woke up, and they were still falling, and they were like, "We're freaked out, obviously." Oh my god. Yeah. That would be crazy. That 100 would be something I would do. Um, yeah. Let me We're going to do a skydiving trip for sure. <laughs> Literally. Um, I'm looking into... Oh, okay. Because there's something else I wanted to talk about and I'm really excited about. So um, I don't know if anyone knows who Sapphire is, Stories with Sapphire on Spotify. She also has a YouTube channel. But I really want to talk about this because I was on her... Re- or I was re- re- I'm, on, I'm going to be on her podcast so she had me on. Thank, like, luckily, it was really cool. We talked about ghost stories. So I think she said it might be up in October. So it's a little bit of time from now. But 
but I want it's everyone a perfect to perfect time. Spooky season. Spooky season. Exactly. She said that the season, her season is ending and she's going to edit it like later. And so to, that she will post it sometime next month or in the following months. So keep out for some spooky stories. That's so fun. Don't tell me. I want to be surprised and spooked. The way that, okay, like I'm, I'm very envious about like how other people like have their podcasts or like how they like record their shows because it honestly makes me really insecure because I'm obviously our show is nothing like hers in any way. Like she recorded me talking for like an hour, asking me questions. And then when she edits, she like, like she makes a story out of the story that I like, I'm going to be telling her out of the story that others tell so she cuts her voice out completely and then she like edits it in a way where it has like a really nice flow and it has like spooky vibes to it. So I'm really excited to see how she shares mine. But the whole thing, like she had like a whole calendar set up where she was like, yeah, just, you know, put a time in my calendar and like, we'll we'll record. And I'm like, okay, Pooja, okay, calendar. Okay, Miss well, Organized okay, Queen. Okay, Organized. And I love her and she was so sweet like genuinely so kind so i'm super excited to be on it um we talked about a little girl that haunted my house when i was a kid girl a little girl that was you aunt bitch maybe literally you okay so this little girl that haunted my like house like really like haunted my younger sisters um and like i barely had any experiences and it was you bitch honestly like (laughs) so evidently my mom had the theory that like it only like connected with little girls because it wanted to play with them and so i'm like this bitch was transphobic <laughs> like that's the whole like that's why she didn't want to talk with me that's so, so like, funny oh my god but it was cute it was like a lot of like fun talks so i'm excited for everyone to listen to that because i think you'll you'll like it okay so i i saw my mom last week and i tried on her wedding ring because you know it's <laughs> Might be a lot of time for me to start thinking about getting married. And she go, it fit perfectly. She was like, this is a size six. So I'm like, okay, I'm a size six because I put my mom's wedding ring on and it fit perfectly. So I go online. I order some rings because I want some new rings. I order them in a size six. Tell me why. First of all, most of them don't even fit on my fucking finger. And I get one on. I'm going to share. It's right here. It's this little cute little gold one. It doesn't come off. It's like, it's not to the point where it's constricting my blood flow and my fingers like purple and it looks like a sausage, but she's, she's not budging. I can't believe it's still stuck on. When did you put it on? On Friday. Oh my God. It's just a part of my personality now. Like I just have this tiny little gold band on my finger and it's It's fine. It's like, it's comfortable. It's skinny enough that it doesn't get in the way, but I can't take it off. So. (laughs) It just it's right over the bone that it gets stuck on that like that like because once it gets over the bone then it's like it has enough room to fit but like to get it back over that is my biggest fear is like having something stuck on me and not being able to take it off the thing is yeah like I, I took it actually took it off on Friday I put it on and then I took it off because I just wanted to try it on and then I put it on later that night because we went out and ever since then it has not come off so I know it it can I don't know if my fingers change sizes throughout the week so maybe one day when it's less bloated i will get it off of me 
I mean, I think the altitude in LA is it's like a pretty high, so you might your your body might be a little more inflamed. So, or yeah, you just so need to like lube it up and slide her off. <laughs> literally, but it's cute. I just it's like, cute. I like having the comfort and the peace of mind knowing that it can come off whenever I want it to. Yeah, but it 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 doesn't at the current moment. It's a part of you now. It's, it's a part really of your a part personality. Of, it's like you know how people are getting like permanent jewelry welded on like permanent bracelets or anklets or whatever wait really no okay well yeah that's like a it's, thing a, it's, that a thing. it's a thing that's going on um so yeah it's like my little piece of permanent jewelry i guess i could see that happening like where you just get it welded on so you can that's scary though i would hate that and like what if you get too big for it and it starts constr- i guess at that point you can like cut it off yeah that's way too creepy for me yeah, so I have a ring stuck on my finger. There's another one that I can get on, barely. It's it's a real close call, but it's so cute. So I keep putting it on anyway, and I just am oh in pain God. when I'm taking it off. Sometimes so, beauty is pain. So you might be like a six and a half instead of a six. Do they have half sizes for rings? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the maybe like have- a six and a half or like seven. But yeah. like the seven, it they it just slides off my finger, so... I went ring size shopping or like Emily and I went to like an engagement ring store because, you know, I don't know. It might happen. We we both get engaged at the same time. I I was telling Emily that I'm like, I feel like it's going to happen. Should we have a dual wedding? Oh my gosh, should we have a dual (laughs) engagement? Like a whole like party. We um, can share a wedding dress. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, But I was like measuring my finger. And so my size of my, my band is a half size bigger than what they offer online. And it's so embarrassing because I have like bigger hands and it's whatever. I'm not really insecure about it. But um, yeah, so like it's so embarrassing because she was like, okay, so what you need to do is you'll just, you know, purchase the larger size and then you'll call the toll-free number and then just have them make it a size, you know, a half size bigger for you. And it'll cost like additional money. And like, this is so embarrassing. I was so like nervous to like go in the store and then see my tranny ass like trying on engagement <laughs> rings and I was worried they're gonna like clock me and because I you know it's like something personal like my hands yeah. and knowing that they're like a bigger size I it's probably not not nor I mean it's it's probably normal for people to have like bigger hand size maybe if they're like overweight or something then um, or larger than like you know maybe they have like you know bigger fingers but I was so scared but they were su- super sweet and yeah, I don't know. I think I wear like a a nine and a half or something like that. So if anyone wants to engage with me, that's my ring now size. Now you know. Our next video on YouTube, the comments are going to be, you both have really big fucking hands. My literal like slender men Because hands. we're just like the entire time. <laughs> you just have big hands. I'm sorry. Like we literally just said that we did, but thank you for. Oh my god! Literally, actually, this is like thirty-five minutes in. I don't even think they listen that long, so they might not even see it. <laughs> right, they'll listen to the first two minutes and be like, "Huh, bitches are ugly." Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, this this one's for you guys. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Um, but yeah, I think right now, I don't know. Do you have anything else to bring up or anything? No, Any I think stuff? I don't think so. That's pretty um, much the gist of it. I got kidnapped and I have rings stuck on my finger. Yeah. I, I wanted to talk about how I, I'm like addicted to LinkedIn learning, but I don't think that's interesting. Like I'm just, I'm just <laughs> you like You are bored. a LinkedIn girly. 
I truly. really am. Come you said Instagram, TikTok. No, no connect with me on LinkedIn, LinkedIn guys. <laughs> right. I'm like getting all these like certifications on LinkedIn oh, Learning, and like I just like love it. I'm literally so professional. Like I'm telling like all my all my teammates like, look at this certificate I got on Storyline, art- art- articulate Storyline, and like you can get it if you have access to it, unless you're poor and aren't subscribed to LinkedIn Learning. Yeah, I got it through my grad school program. <laughs> Like not me fucking trying to one up everyone, but all the recruiters are like, Wow, I need to hire this bitch. I know I'm I need to open up my like my looking for a job option on LinkedIn, yeah. even though I'm not, just so I'm I can get say, attention. I, I saw your sixty seven certifications and I've never <laughs> seen anybody have that type of dedication. So I think we need to have an interview. And it's funny because the like the way to get certifications is for you to sit your ass down and watch like three hours of just content. Yeah. And then you get it. Not even a test or anything like that. They just give it to you. You're a scholar. Literally. Truly. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry. I don't want to bore anyone with more LinkedIn learning. But we can pop over to our pop culture because I think this is pretty interesting to talk about. A more serious note, I think. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you want to, like, introduce it or anything like that. But there's been yes. some stuff going on. So there has been an outbreak of monkeypox, if anybody hasn't really been keeping up with it. And it has been pretty prevalent in LA, which is a little bit scary. And the reason we wanted to talk about it was because obviously it's a serious thing that's affecting people. There haven't been any confirmed deaths in the US so far, but it is like an outbreak and we just went through a global pandemic. So I feel like anything like this obviously has the potential to stir up some type of fear or controversy. Um, But the main reason we wanted to talk about it is because it is spreading particularly within the gay community. So bisexual men and gay men are the most at risk for contracting monkeypox. And they're was like a lot of parallels that I've been seeing with monkeypox and the AIDS outbreak, which we were talking about a little bit earlier. So I think it would just be interesting for us to discuss how, you know, there has been a tradition within the country, or not a tradition, but just a trend of specific diseases being prevalent in the queer community and how people have been using that as a way to attack or spread hate to the community as a whole just because this this disease is going on and this is like a serious thing so we just wanted to bring light to the situation and talk about the parallels between this and the aid virus and how people are kind of being discriminatory i also have a story where two men were literally attacked and slurs were thrown at them on the street simply because they were gay and they were inferring that they somehow were had monkeypox or were, were spreading monkeypox actively it's like it, this could happen in any community. Like a, a a spread of a disease like this could happen within literally any community, and it just sucks that like it is affecting um, you know queer people um, in a rate that is I guess significant. That like I'm trying to see uh, the actual rates for monkeypox spread. I think it's ninety eight percent are among sex or men who have sex with men. So it obviously is affecting the community, but instead of people seeing like, oh my God, this is affecting this marginalized community, you know, we need to like, you know, come together and support them. It's, I'm worried that it is going to become this new like AIDS fear that people are going to have. Like we need to stay away from gay people when it's, 
this isn't a gay disease, like the way that AIDS isn't a gay disease. It can spread among anyone. Like it's not something strictly within the community. It is a virus that will spread. And so I think that like, it's really unfortunate that it is kind of being lumped into, to, you know, this whole notion that it's going, I'm really worried about it, that people are going to really discriminate against gay people because they're obviously not the ones that are going to be spreading it. It's going to, it's going to spread like any other virus, just uh, contamination with people. I don't think it's airborne. It's just comes with contact with people. I don't even know if it's sexually transmitted. I think it's literally just when you have close contact with people, then you just get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're already starting to see people. There's like representatives that are like talk, like someone said, uh, Jeremy Redfern from Florida said, we are now getting requests, requests for monkeypox guidance from school boards. Guys, come on. Um, the, I don't know, general surgeon general and healthy Florida isn't going to let you put mask on kids for a disease that is almost exclusively spreading among adult men through sexual contact. So you're already having like a notion. It's like, why do we need to do anything if it's only affecting gay people? And it's like, that's, that's not how this works. That's it's, it has a possibility of spreading to other people and we need to like make sure that we do what we can to prevent it. I think people aren't after COVID. I feel like people just aren't afraid of these, these horrible things that like can kill a mass large population of people. And we're fortunate that monkeypox hasn't had any like death related um, things in America, but um, or death related cases in America, but with any mutation of anything, it could potentially lead to dangerous outcomes. And I heard it's just super painful. So no one should have to go through that. Yeah. And I mean, this type of thing did happen with COVID too. It started in China and our first initial reaction, at least our government was, was, oh, this is a Chinese virus. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to hurt anybody. And there is this notion that, you know, when there is a disease that's spreading, particularly among a specific group of people, that it's only going to stay in that group of people or that these group of people are dirty or filthy because they started it. And that's not how a virus works. Like viruses don't discriminate against people. Yes, it might start in a particular community, but that doesn't mean it's not going to spread to the larger vast majority of the population. So I think it's important to understand that and not be biased or not spread hate against people that are actually in the community that it's referencing to. And like I mentioned recently and northwestern Washington, D.C. Two men were walking down the street. When they were approached, they were greeted by two men that screamed monkeypox faggots at them and proceeded to punch them several times on the street before fleeing. So simply just two gay men existing in the world are already experiencing hate crimes because they are gay and somehow that just means that they have or could potentially be spreading monkeypox around the city. So it's that type of rhetoric that people have, like, oh, this disease is only for these type of people. So we should gang up on them. We should spread hate towards them because it's not affecting us. It's just affecting them. And it's dirty and filthy for them to even be outside when this is happening. 
it's it reminds me of with COVID and the increase in in um, violence towards uh, Asian people in America and yeah I just think it's it's super disgusting and something that we need to move away from so ultimately I just it is crazy that instead of we see these things affect you know a group of people instead of finding ways or like talking about how to prevent this or how to protect this this group of people because it could affect literally anyone right it could it could affect any marginalized community instead of thinking of ways on how we can support them or or ways that we can you know help them through these difficult times because they are human beings like we are all human beings and we should be empathetic towards others instead we blame them and we attack them and we target them and that's not going to get us anywhere because yeah it's going to it's some random gay person's fault for monkeypox like that's not how it works and um it's just it's really gross um we don't blame white people for literally every other disease that's happened like um it just is it's it's annoying and i i hate it but um yeah it's just i don't i don't understand why there's like a why it's you know pointed out as something that that's tar- i don't know gay people are being targeted and it just it's super unfortunate yeah so definitely stay safe everybody out there i i mean obviously it is something to be scared of but i feel like as long as everyone's taking the necessary precautions to make sure that you and your partner are doing everything that they can to be safe i feel like we'll be okay it's just unfortunate i think that's the best way to say it is that you know it it is a pretty shitty thing to have to experience obviously the people that are dealing with it and are infected by it are not having fun and the last thing that they want to see is that people are in their community are being attacked simply for being gay because gay people are now being linked to this disease and it is a quote unquote gay disease so yeah definitely stay safe but at the same time let's try and not pin this only on the queer community because it, it's it's literally just a disease it could happen to any community in the world yep and so i think that's a good way to um and that like you said um definitely stay safe and um just, yeah just be cautious out there um spread love not hate um but i wanted to kind of move on to our main topic now i know we went on a really long tangent in the beginning of just our personal lives it's fun when we get to talk about um what's been going on in our lives and um, so, I, but I, I wanted to talk about this like serious thing that's been happening or that I, that I, this feeling that I've had recently that has emerged and I, and I wanted to know your thoughts on it, but I tweeted out this tweet. I don't know if you saw, I did. Um, if you, yeah. Okay. So I was, I was talking with you about it first and which is why I tweeted it out. So there's this trend on TikTok where people are like, you know, talking about being a teenage dirtbag and showing like old pictures of them. So I wanted to make my own version of like this teenage dirtbag trend and showing pictures of me as a, a trans teen, just like, you know, presenting as male at the time. Um, and like me now, obviously, but like ever, putting those pictures together and like putting like, you know, putting it all in the TikTok. Um, I was looking at myself and every year I always go back. I feel like every year I'm always, there's a period in my t- my life where I like look back at old videos of myself and every year I'm starting to feel further and further away from who that person is. 
and um and i'm starting to like get this like weird out of body experience of i don't even really resonate i don't even know who that person is to me that's like a completely different person that like maybe i knew at some point but like i don't have any connection with and it is like a weird scary feeling that i just like it hurts me a lot cuz i'm like i don't i don't know i just I, I it's like i know it's me but it doesn't feel like it and you and i have kind of like different views on it so i wanted to kind of know what is your perspective of like when you look back at yourself pre transition like how do you feel now that you're like what 6 7 years on hormones mm-hmm. I feel like most people have, there's two different groups. There's two types of ways to look at it. Some people are disassociating from who they were in the past, which is fine. And there are other people who are understanding that that person is who I was at that time and are okay with it and are comfortable looking back and reflecting on who they used to be. And both perspectives are definitely valid. I feel like I'm more on the side of, I understand that that's who I used to be, not who I am anymore, but it doesn't make me necessarily uncomfortable to look back at who I was. It, it is a little bit cringy, but I can relate to the aspect of not really recognizing who you were at the time because even looking back to me one year in my transition or two years into my transition, I was such a completely different person physically and mentally and just the way that I interact with the world, the way that I am able to speak with people, my confidence, the way that I dress, things like that, it's so different. So in that aspect, it's weird to look back because you know, this was you at this particular time. You thought you had your shit all figured out, but you really had no idea what was coming and what would happen in the future. So there is that sense of I don't know. I don't really know who this person is, but I still feel kind of like we are connected, but not necessarily just because we're so different now. So it, it's hard. It, I feel like when I look back at different stages in my life, the further I go back, it's kind of harder to relate and see myself in those shoes still just because it's been so long and I've gone through such a big transformation. So I definitely can relate to certain aspects of it. Um, but I feel like just in general, transitioning is different for everybody and everyone has a different relationship with their past self and there isn't a particular way to feel. So whatever way that you do feel about looking back and reflecting on who you used to be is perfectly fine. It's just, it's interesting to see how different people, what their take is on it, because I know some people, it's hard for some people to talk about their past self. I think there's also like this, I feel almost sort of an anger towards like, you know, looking at myself back at the kind of person that I was um, because I was masking so hard to the point where, I don't know, I just felt like I came off in like in such an unhealthy way where like, I feel like it only hindered me in like the long run. Like I was super like, I was super, I feel like, I mean, to my close friends, I feel like everyone was like, you're like super femme. And like, it was like, I obviously, I don't know. I have a lot of people come up to me like afterwards. and was like, I don't know. Like I I already got the vibe from you. Emily like caught it like super soon after we were friends. She like was, I don't know. She kind of felt something, 
but I don't know. I feel like I was coming off as like super masculine, super like heterosexual. And looking back at myself, I just kind of, I don't know. I get this like gross feeling of like, I was masking in a way that was super unhealthy and was so hard for me to kind of, you know, transition through because I felt like to everyone, I did like this huge 180. I don't know. Like there's like a weird part of me that like, I don't know. I I feel kind of grossed out or mad that I, I was doing that. And that maybe that's why I feel so disconnected with that person. Cause that entire time I was like having a mask on. Um, I don't know. It was like, yeah, super just odd, but I tweeted, um, this and I got like, I had like people share it and stuff, which I was really surprised that it like a lot of people resonated with it. I don't know. I was just kind of letting off some steam. It was kind of like a poem too. I didn't mean for it to come off like that, but it kind of read that way. But um, the tweet was um, parents mourning the loss of their child when they um, come out as trans. So parents mourning the loss of their child when they come out as trans question mark. How about trans people looking back years after transitioning and not even recognizing the person they were? That's real mourning. I used to get mad because I remember so little of my youth, but now I realize it is because there is nothing there to remember. I existed to exist, and once I started living, I was just a dead stem that needed pruning. I mourn knowing that there had to be me before me, and that just doesn't seem fair. I was an infant at 19. And so I, I feel like that like sums up how my feelings were, um, especially writing that like just like starting fresh whenever I started transitioning, it just it was so hard to kind of get through that, get through the this idea of who I was like to take off the mask. And it makes me sad knowing that I don't know, I don't that person I feel like I should acknowledge it or feel sorry for, but I don't even have this like it's weird I don't know I do have a lot of feelings of frustration and regret just because you bring up a good point you are kind of masking or you are masking you're essentially lying about who you are I feel like most of us already know at a certain age that there's something going on but you push it back for so long and pretend like it's not there so up until the age that you transition, you are basically living a lie. And it's frustrating to look back in my instance that I wasted 21 years of my life and didn't really start living until that point. And it's like you had so many years on earth, but you don't really remember anything because you didn't really do anything. You were so insecure. You were so in your head. You were pretending to be somebody that you were not. So when you start to transition and you actually live your authentic life the way that you want to, it's hard to relate back to that person because you weren't living your life at that point. You were lying about what was going on. And that's just how you lived for so long. So in that aspect, I do definitely agree. I relate to that a lot just because I lied for 21 years of my life. So I'm basically seven years old. And all of the experiences that I'm having now are things that I intentionally made myself miss out on because I was uncomfortable with who I was. It is, it's weird, right? Because like you essentially had to start fresh because, you know, for me, I was, um, you know, I was someone that I, I, I just 
my entire life, I felt like I wasn't who I was presenting myself. And once I started fresh, then it was like a lot of things that I needed to learn. Were you in like any relationships in high school or anything like that? Or were you like single throughout? I did not speak to a single person in a romance. Actually, I was like a little catfish like online. But in real life, (laughs) I did not speak to anybody romantically until after I transitioned. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of like a different situation that I had where I felt like I needed to present so masculine. I was like in a lot of these relationships that um that inevitably just made me even look back now and hate myself more. I tried not to be too hard on myself because, you know, prior to 18, I was a child. Like I'm, I was a child trying to get by in a way that maybe would in a in a world that accepted me especially a child that had severe like undiagnosed anxiety severe anxiety where i just couldn't go in any public place without having a fear of someone looking at me and um and it was something that i you know suffered through my entire life the social anxiety of people are looking at me and thinking a certain way about me so i need to make sure i'm presented as masculine as possible getting into like heterosexual relationships um, with people to maybe feel closer with femininity. And like a part of me like is so angered by the fact that I did that because, you know, as a kid, I was like, I don't know, I feel part of me feels like I was playing with emotions. And I don't, but then like, like I said, I was like, I was a child trying to like figure out my life and who I was, how I felt. Um, You know, I would come out to friends like in middle school who would be like, that's fucking weird. Like, don't talk to me. And then like freaking out because I'm like, I don't know how to exist. I need to like push myself away from that. And I push so hard that now looking back, I'm like, I just dissociate so much because I feel free finally. But I also still feel so young within my transition that like, I don't know. I just, I, I, it's weird. Like I keep saying that, but it's super weird where I'll look back and I'm like, that person is completely no way near who I am today. I don't even, I don't see myself in that person. I don't like, I don't, I don't feel connected to them in any way. I remember have, I had a friend that told me like a year ago, like I, I like, they saw like an old picture of me and they're like, yeah, like you guys have the same essence, like my old self and my previous self. And that pissed me off so much for someone to say that to me. Because I don't feel that way at all. I don't feel any sort of relationship with that person. And it is sad. And I mourn that fact. But um, yeah, I just, there's this dissociative thing that happens where I can't recognize that I'm the same person. And so, you know, there's, yeah, it's a, it's an odd feeling where I know you said that you, you are able to like acknowledge that and, and kind of know that was the person you were and kind of were able to be yourself because of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I I do. It, it is so frustrating though, because I mean, nobody really knows what the fuck is going on when you're a child or when you're a teenager or even into your early twenties, but there is still some sort of security knowing that, I mean, for cis people, if you don't have to question your gender identity or, or your sexuality, you don't really know what's going on. You're still growing as a person. But at the end of the day, you have confidence knowing that I do identify as the gender I was born as. 
And I don't have any questions regarding my sexuality. And when you have those types of thoughts growing up and you do a lot of masking or you pretend like they don't exist or you suppress it and hide it deep down and don't address it at all, when you finally come out, it's like you're a child again because you were not experiencing the things that you were supposed to be experiencing because you were so focused on trying to figure out who you like or how you identify that you're a step behind. And for us transitioning, not only do we not know how to be like 20 year olds and have fun and go to parties, but we also don't know, we have to learn how to be the gender that we identify now. So it's like a double learning curve where you have to learn how to be somebody your age and relate to other people that are in the same age group as you and do certain things that people do and go to parties and go to college and whatsoever. But you also have to figure out how do I actually exist as the gender that I identify as? Because I didn't live like that for so long and I pretended like that wasn't me, but it was. And now I have to figure it out and now I'm confronted with it. And it's just hard to relate to your older self at that point, just because it was, it kind of feels like a lie and a waste of time. And it's a little bit frustrating, but at the end of the day, we obviously wouldn't be here if it wasn't, for all of those years of trying to figure out who you were and that person taking the first step to get to where you were today. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, do you, and even within like, I'm still figuring it out. I'm like, like we're, you know, we're saying we're, we're so young within our transition. I guess that we can be, we're like veteran trans people now, right? Like we're like six, seven years so. in our transition. Yeah. So we're technically oldies within our transition, but still so young because I look at myself, we started this podcast in 2019. Go listen to how I was talking. Go listen to like my voice then and my voice now and how much I've just like, I I feel like I've, I've grown in a way where I'm, whenever I first came out, I was super like, I had to make sure that I was not the person that I was before. And I presented myself super feminine. And, you know, I would still consider myself feminine. I, I associate myself with that identity, but I felt like I really needed to overproduce who I was to make sure that I was as far away from that person as I am. And I think this happens with a lot of just like women in general, as a age, typically I know women's voices just like deepen over time. And it's just, they're not putting on this like infantized front um, because I know that like throughout their life, it's kind of been, it was something that was like, you know, that was pushed onto them. And so as women get older, they typically just, their voice kind of gets deeper, more relaxed, and you kind of become more comfortable in who you are. And so I've kind of felt that progression as an adult kind of becoming more and more confident in who I am now and less worried about, you know, who I am, like how I'm being perceived within my transition. I do have bad days. I do have hard times listening back to this podcast and hearing my voice and not being super dysphoric. But I will say even within the six years, I've changed so much with how I view myself in my transition. And even looking back at who I was when I started in my transition, I still feel a disconnect. I still feel like I don't really have much memories of that time because I was going through so much mentally and I just pushed a lot down and I really, you know, I was hiding my feelings 
Um, and so it is like a weird dissociative thing, even looking back in 2019 when we started the podcast. And I'm sure I, I feel this way 10 years from now. And maybe I'm overreacting or blowing this out of proportion, but it is like a, it's a unique, I think, experience for trans people, especially to, you know, see yourself before previously. I mean, when I was like 17, I thought the, I thought climate change was like a hoax. Like it was funny to be like a conspiracy theorist. So I, I thought that before realizing that it was like a, like a, a cons- like a conservative sort of like ideology, like a whole thing about that. Well, you that. are from Florida, so. Well, so that was, I had a teacher, <laughs> like an English teacher who was like a devout like conservative and like he would put shit in my head and I thought it was funny to like go along with it, realizing like, oh shit, he's like indoctrinating me right now. Yeah. Um, and I came to that conclusion afterwards, but like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you're so easily manipulated as a child that like I did everything I could for people to like like me. And so that's why I think I'm I'm so like I'm so dissociative of like that identity. It does just go to show how transitioning is ever changing and it literally will never end. We will be 65 years old and probably still feeling the same. We'll be 65 looking back at oh my god, when we were in our 20s, what was that <laughs> bitch doing? Like literally. She needed help. I'm so. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for me to have kids one day and for them to kind of maybe want to look back at our because our whole lives are online. So maybe one day our kids Isn't will that, be listening so to this episode. Right. And that's another thing. It's like you cannot find I mean, you probably could if you searched hard enough, but you could not find anything about me before I started my transition. Like if anybody wants to look up or learn anything about me, you can go back to the very first day that I started hormones. And that's like when my life starts online it's the first day that i started hormones so it's like everything that i went through before that doesn't even exist because there's no record of it i like i didn't take any pictures of myself growing up or anything so yeah i'm excited for our first episode together i want us to react to our first videos on youtube that'll be hilarious i haven't looked at it in like a long time so it'll be interesting to kind of still have to do an episode high oh my god literally talking about it for years we, ha- I'm surprised we haven't done that. That would be really fun. We should. Okay, yeah. Next episode. You live in Washington now. It's it's you have better access. I know, right? And it gets me so far. It hallucinates me. I'm it makes just me hallucinate. Saying. <laughs> All right, but enough of that. I need. I we're like super like long episode. You guys are I- in for a treat. Honestly, <laughs> we are already an hour and six minutes. We're six it's minutes. It's literally over, one p.m. right now, and we have not done. Our two favorite segments. I know. So, so we have to end. We have to share. We have to. We cannot end the episode. Who's yes. going to complain that we talked <laughs> for an additional twenty minutes? I don't. I think people like Nobody. longer episodes. I feel like if you got if you get to an hour, you're not going to mind another twenty minutes. Right. I think you'll be fine. So I hope traffic is extra bad today, um, so that you can finish listening. To this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Did you want me to do my Am I the Hassle yeah, first? Yeah, let's do the Am I the Hassle first. Okay. Dramatic Phoenix with Girlish. Uh, we don't have to talk too long about it because I think this one's a little more serious. I have okay. a serious one and I have a more funny one. Let me do the more funny one because I feel like okay. we'll ha- the whole, it'll be a whole tangent if we go on the... So this one's a little weird, but I'm just... okay. You're in for a treat because this one's like just weird. 
All right. So this is, am I the asshole for publicly exposing this guy who urinates on my property? Also exposing the fact that he's transgender. So uh, here it is. This is loaded. Okay. I just moved into a neighborhood last year into a largest property, maybe a little less than an acre. There's a grove of trees nearby and a shed that the previous owners had that now we have and we use. So they have a shed that they use. In the autumn, I started noticing a urine smell near the shed when I went there. I thought that someone's dog might have started getting loose and peeing. So I set up a hidden security camera nearby, one party consent state. So they're a one party consent state. I don't know. To catch the culprit. Well, it just so happens that the next day that I caught the person in the act, it was the college kid from down the street whose family just moved in this year. He ran off before I could catch him, but I had the security footage. I was furious and immediately clipped the part of the footage where he comes into view without actually examining what what was happening. I wasn't really thinking straight, so I uploaded the short clip to Gmail and sent the video to our neighborhood HOA admins, except I accidentally typed in the wrong mailing list and instead sent it to the community instead with the complaint. So it kind of reminds me of our our little thing we were talking about earlier, where the video was supposed to be like maybe sent to a smaller group of people but was sent to the entire community. Um, But now everyone has seen the video and they can see him crouching. There's no genitals. I reviewed the footage later. So they now see him crouching to pee, but in the video, he has no genitals, which, okay. (laughs) And then see me chasing him off in the middle of him doing his business. His parents are furious with me and demanded a public apology and monetary compensation for exposing his delicate situation to the world. He responded with an essay about marginalization of trans people in the thread in the meantime. So now I feel like I could have possibly ruined his life in the short term. Other people in the community definitely seem to give the family a wide berth in the afternoon when I'm walking my dog. On the other hand, I haven't seen him on my property since. So, am I the asshole? <laughs> what a fucking okay. stupid story. Um, I have many thoughts here. So, while I don't think it's necessary to really, like, share a video of somebody peeing literally in the act, like, you could have just said somebody's peeing on my property. Like, you don't have to show them in the act but at the same time why are you peeing on someone else's property Uh, okay so the the child whoever this is um for sure has to have some sort of like i don't know if it's like a disability or something i can't imagine like a a person just doing that there has to be a reason right especially like a trans person who maybe i don't know is more I don't know what the whole purpose of going to someone's specific lawn in this specific place, marking your territory like a dog or something. Are you a dog? Literally doesn't make sense. Also, the, it's funny because the, the person saying like there was no genitals, like because they have genitals, babe. Because I'm sure that people who were born with vaginas have genitals. That's but, Barbie. Okay. 
it's Ken. <laughs> it's Ken's giving Ken. <laughs> it's giving Ken. But yeah, I. I mean, I don't think you're, like, the person... I think the whole situation is weird, right? Because, like, if this was... Like, if, if you know that this is a kid and you're sharing this, isn't that also kind of, like... I was going to say that, too. Isn't like, this, like... Right. Isn't this kind of, like, child pornography? It's in a little bit of weird territory. I will say, I feel like just the... Per, the And I guess the best way to handle the situation was to approach the family directly... I don't think it was necessary to share it with the entire community. I don't think it was necessary to share them literally peeing and imagery of that because I don't know. I don't feel like that was necessary, but at the same time, I I would like to request more information and know <laughs> as to why this individual is peeing on someone else's property because that's just very strange to me. I want to know why I feel like we're not getting the full story um yeah i just so to answer the question <laughs> asshole or no um mm, asshole in the way they handled the situation no in their reasoning for being upset exactly yeah have a reason to be upset for sure your your feelings are valid but maybe the situation wasn't handled a hundred percent correctly but also kind of a sleigh that they didn't reach out to the police. Cause I feel like that also would have made progress things into maybe like dangerous territory. So like, and they also do feel kind of remorseful, like, Oh, maybe I kind of went about it the wrong way. So, yeah. I mean, and they said that they weren't aware. They didn't see any, like they, they weren't even thinking they just saw a person, you know, peeing and they were like, I need to just, like send this to the HOA. But it's just a weird thing to send a video, maybe, especially like yeah. unprovoked, just being like, this happened and I have video footage and like, I don't know, but it was, it was a little odd to just be like, look at this motherfucker, like peeing on my lawn. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. guess I would say no. I don't think they're yeah. an asshole. Um, that's just a really fucking weird situation. Yeah. It has less to do with so. this person's transitioning and more to do with like, why is this person peeing? It's just like, like a weird, peculiar thing to happen. Yeah. I like in what world? Like yeah. I just I'm so I can't even like begin to envision this, but I hope that that person who was peeing is okay. I feel like it's such an odd thing to do. Like it doesn't make like I don't know. It just I hope that they're okay and Same. that their We're family playing. is supporting them and that the community isn't too weirded out or maybe it's past thoughts but, and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, but Reddit has put a label on it. And so Reddit believes that they are not the asshole. So Okay, so we agree. Yeah, I mean someone's like don't trespass on private property. The kid is not an animal marking its territory. It's a person who can go in their own house and use their bathroom. So I think people are looking at it more of a like a legality thing and a mm-hmm. moral thing than like a they're trans and like they were kind of exposed type thing. I mean, yeah. I guess I can see it both ways. I don't think this kid's transition had anything to do with it. I think it no. might be like, yeah, so not the asshole. So no, if you're listening, you're not an <laughs> asshole. That's just, just a very strange thing to happen. I would probably yeah. be a little weird out too. So I saw someone peeing in my <laughs> urinating. <laughs> like what? <laughs> okay, I want to hear your dramatic reading because you you've been talking about oh this God. like nonstop. Okay. So I have a dramatic reading for you all. It's from 
Should I share the, the username? This is from Texan Queen B, and <laughs> it's a response. So I think last week there was a Pride event in Canada, and during the middle in the middle of the parade, a four year old um, basically came out as trans. So this Miss Texan Queen B is just sharing her thoughts on a four year old coming out as trans. So she says, in this country. You have to be 18 years old to vote. You have to be 16 to have sex. You have to be 18 to watch porn and 21 to vote. But this four-year-old is old enough to choose if they're transgender? God help us. My 32-year-old daughter was actually a tomboy and loved to play with boys' toys. No girly toys, etc. But she did a complete 180 when she was in ninth grade and became a girly girl. She recently said to me, what if you chopped off my breasts, mom? What if, <laughs> what if you gave me hormones? I wouldn't even be able to have the family that I had today if you did that. This is so heartbreaking. I, I didn't know that you have to be 18 years old to watch porn. I didn't know that either. No. I didn't know there was like an age requirement for that. (laughs) I mean, the first time I watched porn was definitely before 18. So I guess I broke the law. (laughs) I'm calling the police. Yeah. What? That's really funny. Cause like, shut the fuck up. It's so funny to me that I I don't think your 32 year old daughter asked about (laughs) what would happen if you chopped her breasts off. I don't think that was a conversation. Also, want to know how old you have to be to get surgery? Hmm. 18. You have to be 18 years old. She's so concerned about age of consent, age to have sex, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I like these people. I just want to grab them and yell at them. Like, how ridiculous are you? That's That was so funny. I was so taken off guard by that. Like, what if you chopped off my breasts? What if you chopped off my titties? I wouldn't even have my children. I wouldn't oh be able to breastfeed God. them. Like, it so just, crazy. as a child, I, especially as a child that knew I was trans, like, I've I've known for a long time. Um, I'm kind of, it, like, upsets me knowing that, like, other kids who are expressing themselves in that way, and maybe they do take it back when they're older, then they'll do that. And especially if a parent is accepting that their child is trans, they're going to be accepting if their child is like, actually, never mind. Obviously, no surgeries or medication is being given to this child. Maybe puberty blockers, that's reversible. But, like, this is... Why are people like this? It's in and Canada? Like, yeah. And not, like, all tomboys say that they're trans. Like, just because you're a girl right. and you like to play with trucks, not every girl that plays with trucks says that they're trans. So it's not, like, a universal thing. Only the kids that actually feel like they are trans are the ones that are saying it. So there's not like a link there. It's like kind of common. Like there could potentially be a girl that likes to play with trucks that ends up coming out of trans, but it's not like the blueprint. It's not like an alert, like, oh my God, she's playing with trucks. Is she going to transition? Like it's, it's really not like kids just like to play with toys. And sometimes it can lead to them transitioning, but other times, honestly, most cases it doesn't. So, right. Yeah. Emily, when Emily was growing up, I hope it's okay that I'm saying this. I'll ask her before I post it. But 
when she was growing up and she was like in middle school, she told her mom, she was like, I want, I want to, I want you to buy me boy clothes. Like she wanted boy clothes, never saying she was trans or anything. And her mom was like, okay. And they just like went to Walmart and she just picked out like boy clothes and she wore There's it. a difference. Yeah. Like there's a difference between I want boy clothes. I want to wear boy clothes today versus I think I'm a boy. Yeah. Ex- a and exactly. Exactly. It doesn't like right, and so obviously she's not trans, and um, she never came out as trans. She just wanted to express herself that way. I don't like the the whole like tomboy thing, but like I guess if you can label it as that, she was just not afraid to like wear boy clothes, and like that didn't affect her gender identity because clothing doesn't affect your gender identity. But um, they're how they feel, who they are, and if you're having a child, say that that they think they're trans, then it's definitely something important to make sure that you comfort them. And so they know they're loved, they know they're accepted. And so that just is so annoying. That's really funny, though, that her daughter, she was the one who was so pressed. We love Texas Queen Bay. <laughs> In Canada. Texas Queen Bay and Texas Princess. So Texas the, the parade... Happened oh, in Canada, oh, got it, got but Miss Tech, I think Miss Texas Queen Bee is from Texas. That checks out. So that checks. She's out. not Canadian, but okay. So we still stand the Canadians. We, we still, still hate love the Canadians. Yeah. Oh, Miss Texas Queen Bee and Miss Texas Princess that doesn't want her boobs chopped off. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Oh my god. So, yeah, that was your daily dose of psychotic energy yeah we love like the conservative like icons that just like give us content like thank you yeah. <laughs> all right well, i can't wait to talk in the next episode when texas queen b um well, <laughs> picks you up and, <laughs> and runs away with you she's like i heard you were talking shit yeah maybe the maybe the daughters never mind i'm gonna like that's too far never mind <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this special long episode. Uh, we have all these new segments. It's fun to go a little over sometimes. It is. We just like to talk. Everybody knows this. We literally ramble yeah, about anything. It's, it's fine. And you're still listening. So <laughs> please, let, with it. Uh, please comment down below. Um, what's a random word that they can comment to see if they got this far? P. Urinate. <laughs> urination. Urination. <laughs> Please comment urination to let us know if you got yeah. this far in the episode. That means you are a true girly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you for that. Yeah. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy this an hour and 23 minute long conversation that we're having. Um, you can follow us on all of our social medias. We have a YouTube channel. We have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. We have a Twitter. Literally everything if you want to see us. We've been posting a lot of like shorts, just like little clips and funny segments that we have during the episodes. So definitely follow us, rate the podcast, give us five stars. That's the only correct answer is five stars. Yes, please. We need it desperately. We have an attack. We have a 4.9 on Spotify. They're trying Babe, to bring I us. I have out. some news for you. We don't. No. Have a, we have a 4.8 now. But we've been. We've gotten so many new reviews. So th- it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I think it might be those YouTube <laughs> people, but it's okay. Mm. It's fine. 
Well, please support us on all these <laughs> platforms. Leave a nice. We can't be perfect. We not. can't be perfect, right? We're doing our best. We really are. But <laughs> thank you guys for watching, and yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you.